So over the next several weeks, we'll be hearing several parables, some that you will know and some that may be unfamiliar to you. And today is one I feel that we're all safe. I'm safe in saying we all know, which is the parable of the sower. And the interesting thing is, is that Jesus has become more popular and has he, his popularity has risen. There's not room enough for all of the people to stand around and hear him. So he has to go out into a boat. We don't know how far out. We can imagine that it was close enough that he had to project his voice somewhat, but not enough that he had to shout. The meaning of a parable is a metaphor. It's a short story in a few sentences. And that was the parable of the sower is a little bit different because it's probably one of the longest parables that we hear. But we also understand what it means inherently. The sower goes out, and I think he just doesn't throw seed. He, he lavishes it on the ground. He just throws it with abandon. He doesn't care where it lands. He doesn't even care where it falls. He just wants to make sure that he is able to sow all of the seed he's been given. And if a parable is a metaphor, we can safely assume that it means something else, which Jesus goes on to explain. But we also have the opportunity to decide what it means for us in today's world. Now, I know there are some of us who have grown zucchini and have sown bushels full. And there are others who have one lone tomato on a plant. So we understand what it means to grow something. But many of us are not farmers. We, we do it as a, a hobby. So I started thinking about the parable of the sower for today's world. And I think the parable of the sower is about friendship and the people that we cultivate in our lives, the people who we meet, and sometimes we have a friendship that goes on and on for years, which would be the 50, 60, 100-fold bushels of love and companionship. But there are also people that we so desperately want to be friends with who want nothing to do with us. And some of us for a while chase them. And then we realize that the friendship isn't going to go anywhere and we let it die. But then there are other friendships that grow for a while. I call these situational friendships. You know, the people you work with or went to school with or go to school with, and when you get to the end of either your job or the school year, there's a lot of crying and, and angst. Oh, we'll never forget one another. Oh, I'll love you forever. And pretty soon you go off to the new job and they're just a fond memory of the past. 
and we move on. It's the friendships that I'm talking about, as I said, that are on fertile ground that give us a reason to go on. When things are rough, they're not the ones who fall away. When things don't go as we had planned, when we all have, as we know, heartbreak or sadness, those are the friends that stand by us. We are, as I have said before, we are in a crisis of loneliness in this country. The pandemic has contributed, as we well know, to that. People that were friends have fallen away through no fault of anyone other than for two years we couldn't see anyone in person. We had to meet online or over, we just would meet over the telephone. And it's not the same. The loneliness that we feel, the idea that friendships change is hard for people. I know it's hard for me. We want what we want, and we want things to stay the same, but we know that they can't, and they won't. And what we're going through right now is a pandemic of loneliness, which requires us to seed our soil and to be better friends and to cultivate new friendships, as difficult as that is as adults. And it is difficult. We look for ways to catch up and meet up, and it's not always easy. It's hard to break into a new place. We've all done it, I know. But when we have God to help us through those times, to help us figure out new ways of cultivating friendships and companionship, it opens up a whole way of being and living and working and caring. The seeds that we plant today, we might not see harvested for weeks, months, maybe even years. And maybe some seeds will grow in, we will put into the ground and forget about, only to have them come back. The friend who, for whatever reason, we stop speaking with, and suddenly one day we decide that we want to hook up again and be friends again. And it's as if there is no time gone by. Those are the people that we need to cultivate. We have to stop chasing after ghosts and hoping that things, friends that we knew that have changed will no longer, I'm sorry, friends that have changed and we've changed, that that's okay. Vivek Murthy has written a book about the pandemic of loneliness. He was the Surgeon General of this country. It's up to us, he writes, to think and care and reach out to others, our neighbor, our friend, the friend we've lost contact with, the people we see every day. Now, you probably won't become friends with the person in the grocery line. 
but it's nice to have those small interactions with people. Those are the ones that change us and do change the world and make it more palatable. And more friendly and more joyous. And to me, that's what the parable of the sower is about. Lavishing seed on the ground and knowing that something will grow. Maybe not a lot. But that's okay, because whatever God has put into our lives is enough. Amen.